Hey, Riverside Church, Pastor Dale here. It is Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there from our church and my family and myself. We love you and we adore you. We respect you. You are the best. We wouldn't be anything without you, mom. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you, especially to my wife and to my mom. I love you guys. You are my fave. All right. So if you are new to us, we are Riverside Church in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, soon, May 31st, we hope to have services live here in the building. So hope you can join us again on May 31st, live services in the building. Uh, there'll be more details coming out online and how you can be partner with us and be a part of that. We will be taking extreme precautions to make sure that all of us are safe and especially our broader community at large. So I look forward to seeing you then, May 31st. All right. So we have a very special message today, and I'm going to weave in motherhood, and I'll weave in some stuff from Jesus' own life, and I want to focus in on this really cool phrase that Paul has in Romans chapter 12, verse 10. So if you have your Bibles or your smartphones, go ahead and tune in to Romans chapter 12, verse 10. I think you're going to love this. It'll be a good service. All right. So, hey. By the way, thank you, Philip and Leah, for the worship this morning. It's awesome. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to share your word today. Thank you that uh, there's, a, there's a place for this message in our hearts and our lives. God, I pray that we be forever transformed and changed by it. God, I pray that this, this message would be a, a beginning, a first step in revival for our church family, for our city, for our nation. We worship you. We thank you for all the good things you've done for us. In Christ's name, amen. All right. Romans 12, verse 10. Love one another with brotherly affection. And here it is. Here's the one I want you to focus on for today. Outdo one another in showing honor. Outdo one another in showing honor. What a cool little clause. Outdo one another in showing honor. Now, honor is a, it's a really interesting word. If you were to do some, some research in theology and missiology, especially in anthropology specifically, you would, you would learn that, that honor is not the same everywhere. And that honor has sort of a unique place, particularly in this context for Paul. If you've been a part of some of our sermons, you know that I will hint at times about honor-shame culture and how that's a little different and unique from us, from uh, our American Western uh, view and, and perception. So I want to look at this word, outdo or outshow one another or I'll do in showing one another honor, this idea of honor. Here's how I understand it. Honor is the public acknowledgement of showing one's value. Public acknowledgement of showing one's value. I want you to notice that this is a little different than, say, the American idea of honor. When we think about honor in our culture, in our society, we often think about honor as something that you earn, that you, you've in some way accomplished it. You might hear that someone gets a reward or an award and, and says, in honor of this, this special feat or, or this activity. You know, the one I never really understood, it, you know, I never really desired either, was the kid who got the perfect attendance. You know, it was an award. We honor them for their perfect attendance. Or maybe uh, you've heard someone get like an honorary doctorate, a celebrity or someone famous for their efforts towards maybe humanitarian things, or, or maybe a, a scholar, someone who's written a bunch of books, and they get an honorary doctorate. They get awarded 
and and uh, and, and virtue on their on their efforts, they get a, an honorary, a doctorate. And so we think about honor oftentimes in our culture as something earned, as something earned. But for Paul in this text, it's not so much something that's earned. It's just portraying honor and and public worth on somebody. So I want to look at this idea, this ethical action of honor through sort of three frameworks. One, voice and honor. Two, leadership and honor. And three, strength and honor. Voice and honor, leadership and honor, and strength and honor. So this idea, honor, right? I was thinking about this in terms of my own personal life. It is Mother's Day, so let me brag on my mom a little bit and talk about how she bestowed honor on me. As a little boy, some of my favorite memories was hearing my mom brag on me. Now, if you've ever been to our church here in person, you know my mom attends here, and she, if she meets you, she's going to let you know that she's my mom. My mom takes great pleasure in me. She takes great self-esteem in me. She boasts on me and brags on me. And you know what? Sometimes in person, I'm a little embarrassed or like, I don't like the attention or I don't want it. But the real truth is that I love that my mom does that for me. I love that she believes in me. I love that she supports me. Some of my greatest moments as a child wasn't just my mom bragging on me. It was especially when she bragged on me and and she wasn't aware that I was listening. I I can remember a few instances, for example, where maybe I was uh, on the ball field playing practice or maybe I was in my room doing homework. Probably not. I was probably in my room playing video games or watch TV or just playing. And I would hear my mom tell a neighbor or a friend or a family member or a grandparent, oh, I'm so proud of Dale. He's such a good young man. See, what my mom was doing, she was, as she was bragging on me and she was boasting me, she was giving me honor. She was giving me value. We sometimes lose this in our society, our culture, but value is not something you just feel inside, though it is. When my mom bragged on me in my presence, when she told me how great I am as a child, she boosted my personal value. She boosted my self-esteem just by loving me with her words, voice and honor. But when my mom bragged on me and I wasn't present, my mom was boosting my value to others. In the light of my neighborhood or my family or my soccer team or my school community, when she bestowed honor on me with her words, she gave me a kind of value in my life. She gave me a kind of value in the community. So when Paul talks about loving one another, and outdo one another in showing honor, he's probably talking about boosting each other's personal value and worth, probably internally. He probably has that in mind, but he definitely has in mind that when you brag on one another, when you love one another with your words, you boost each other's value and the community. And here's the deal. My mom was bragging on me sometimes because I was a good kid and doing the right things, but she always bragged on me because I was hers. You see, I had value to my mom because of my identity was in her. Here's what I'm trying to say to you. Here's the picture I'm trying to paint for you. That your value isn't just something you've earned for God, but you have value because God loves you and you are his. You have value because you are made in his image. Now, that's that's a heartfelt, warm thing to think about that I have value 
and worth because God created me. He's my father. He loves me. That has great merit and great pleasure. But I want you to notice something. Don't stop there. Because it's not just you that has value. All of God's children have value because they are his. That means no matter their status or place in life, God looks at them and says, I love you and I bestow honor on you because you are mine. There's something about that. There's something I think about this oftentimes uh, when traveling abroad, maybe in, in Africa or in Thailand or Colombia or just even in the Grand Canyon, we will look in awe of the Grand Canyon. We'll just go, wow, can you believe God did that? It is awesome. It is great. It is glorious. It is beautiful. And just saying that, we are in some way honoring God. So I wonder if, if we were to take that, that image of, 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 of us bestowing glory and worth to the created things, if we would look at another human, God's most special creation, and take the time to give them respect, love, kindness, and in doing so, we would bestow honor on them. And don't let it just stop with our actions, but we would say it with our words. Remember when God looks down from heaven as Jesus is being baptized, his son, and he says these words, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. See, God modeled it. God, God betrayed a, a public announcement. That's my son. That's my special one. He is worthy. He is value. And I am pleased with him. You see, honor is bestowed in voice. Voice and honor. Voice and honor. I'm reminded uh, this past week, um, my family took some time. And over dinner outside the pool at my parents' house, we sat with our middle child, Jade, and we began to do what we call words of life. It's not something that we, we formulated or, or designed. It's something we stole. And what it is, we just take a few minutes, we just go to the table, and we affirm one individual. And on this past week, we just affirmed Jade. We just told her how much she meant to us, how valuable she was. We told her that, you know, that we were proud of her for these kinds of attitudes and actions she's done. But we most importantly told her that she was valuable and she was loved because she was Jade. Her value alone is the fact that she is in our family unit, that she belongs to God as she belongs to us. And so life hack here, pro tip, mom, dad, friend, take the time. And you don't have to have a formal, hey, this is words of life, but just make sure you take a moment out of the day at some point in the near future, and maybe it is a formal scenario, where you go, you know what? I just want to tell you, I love you. I just want to tell you that you mean something to me, that you have value and worth. And what you're going to do with those words is you're going to increase their personal value. What you're going to do with those words, you're going to increase their communal value. You're going to honor them. So the, the third thing you're going to do by sharing those kinds of words, probably in some way the most important thing you're going to do, is you're going to let God know that he is worthy he is gloryful, he is righteous, and he is good. See, in other words, by bestowing your love and kindness on that person, you're going to honor God. When, you look, when I looked at Jay and I said, Jay, this is what I love about you. I love that you have a quirky sense of humor, and I, I love who you are. I love your very essence. 
You see, in some way, God was honored by that. When our family took a time out and we prioritized lifting and honoring Jade, God was honoring it. It'd be like going to an art gallery and saying really great things about the paint on the wall, and then the, the artist walks up with his shoulders back and with pride. You go, you know, that's a really great, well done, crafted masterpiece. You know, a, a kind of self worth would have to have to be propositioned by that. But just you saying how great the art is, in some way you've esteemed them, you've shown them honor. And what greater way to honor the, the greatest creator of all time, the greatest artist, than to acknowledge the art and the beauty in another human. And don't just do it for your family church. You see, as a missional church, as missional people, as ones who want to to, to present the gospel of love and kindness to the whole world. We can't just do it for those that we love as our family and our nucleus unit. We have to do it for the other. Your, your cubicle mate, your boss, maybe it's your, uh, your brother, your sister, maybe it's a long lost cousin. We have to do it for all. We gotta learn to find ways to prioritize and to verbally honor one another. Voice and honor. Words of life. There's another element of honor. There is this element of uh, strength and honor. You see, I, when I think about honor, sometimes we think about maybe for you or maybe me, maybe it's just me, probably just me. I think about the old like uh, Kung Fu kind of movies, the old sage wise guy. And he has honor because he's sort of been compiling it because of the various battles he's won or the way he has purported himself. He deserves honor. Or maybe we've had real life moments. I've had some of these where you walk into a room and, and they honor a, a guest for all the accolades and all the stuff and we, we kind of clap. And it's almost as if the compilation of all of their good deeds bring them honor. And what I notice about strength and honor here, it's not that it's a compilation of honor that you gain, but it's how you use it. In other words, honor isn't something you measure, honor is something you give. Honor is something you give. It's a resource that you give. It's, it's how you treat other people. It's how you prefer other people. When I prefer you over myself, when I prefer the other, when I stand up for the injustice, when I do all these kinds of things, you see I am honoring other people. I'm saying, you know what? The world or those people may marginalize you. They may, they may disrespect you. They may strip you of your dignity and your worth. Not me. I'm going to lift you up because you are worthy. My honor isn't in some compilation of measurements of, of a pile, a, a deposit box of honor, but my honor is I give it away. You see, Jesus doesn't come to earth and he, you know, he, he could have like, you know, staged a revolt and, and taken over Rome and conquered the known world and he could have compiled all these lists of accolades and accomplishments and territories. He could have conquered in such a way, but he doesn't do that. He comes and he gives his honor by giving it away, by acknowledging those who are marginalized and stands up for them, by, by seeing the broken and healing their bodies, by, by dying on the cross that not some might be saved or some kingdom might be conquered, but that all humanity would have an opportunity to live in the honor of the Father. Voice 
and honor. Strength and honor. So a life hack, you know, what I'm asking is, what do you have to give? And how can you honor God? How can you honor yourself? How can you honor Riverside by giving something? Maybe it's money, probably not. Maybe it's the most valuable, precious commodity you have, time. Maybe you could honor God in giving your time away. Maybe you could honor God in giving some money away. Maybe you could honor God in giving your words away. Voice and honor, strength and honor. The last quality here that I wanted to kind of point out, again, outdo one another in showing honor. The third one I have for you is leadership and honor. You see, there's almost kind of a competitive quality in this phrase, right? Outdo. You see, see, leadership is bestowing honor and worth and value on others. What, what leaders do is, is, is they look at their, their team or, or their crowd or those who are following, those they have influence on, and maybe that leadership for you is as, as a father, or maybe your leadership role is mother, or maybe it's uh, management or, or whatever your teams are. One of the things that leaders do is that when they, they look at their team, they identify and they find ways to find value in every person. Too often times as, as team leaders, we just identify what a person's good at and how it affects the bottom line. But a biblical leader looks at the value of every individual and it boosts and lifts that value up. Yes, you might acknowledge skills and traits. Yes, you might acknowledge uh, performance is well done, but you're always going to acknowledge the value and the respect, the dignity of your team, the value and respect and the dignity of your household, of your family member. We don't, we don't cast out any family member as sort of a black sheep, but we find ways to honor them and to acknowledge them and to love them. That's a hard one. It's a tough one. You see, honor isn't a passive place. Honor isn't just something that we wait back to receive one day. Honor is something that we actively do. Remember that verse in John? We love him because he first loved us. You see, the first actor is God. Honor sometimes in our culture and in our minds has sort of a, has sort of a reactionary element. It feels like we bestow honor because of some other first actor. But in this case, we take the posture of God and we don't wait and bestow honor because someone's done something great. But like God, we are the first actor. Like God, we take the opportunity and the challenge to go, you know what, I'm a leader and I'm going to honor you just because of who you are. Sure, we're gonna take moments as leaders and we're gonna acknowledge other things and we're gonna look at other qualities and things that are accomplished, and we're going to acknowledge those as well. But it starts with the, the identity of the dignity of the person. Strength and honor. Voice and honor. Leadership and honor. Church, Christian. One of the most profound ways you can worship God is to lead yourself, your family, your friends, your coworkers, your neighborhood, you can lead well by bestowing honor on one another, by respecting them, 
by valuing them. So this week, I pray that you would take one of these concepts and you meditate on it and focus on it. I pray that you would take this life hack, this pro tip, and find ways to, to give words of affirmation of your family. And, and maybe you'll do it outside of their earshot to give them value in the community. Maybe you'll do it in their presence to remind them that they have value in you. Maybe you'll do it publicly so that all know, both the community and the person, that you're bestowing honor on them. Let's honor them well. Moms, we love you. You are honored. Let me close with two quick things here. Proverbs 31. She is far more precious than jewels. It's a phrase that bestows honor on women and particularly mothers. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. Thank you, moms. Thank you, wives. Thank you, women, for doing good, not only for us as men, but doing good for the father. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. Her lamp does not go out at night. I love that passage. We all do. Proverbs 31, woman. The writer taking the opportunity to give dignity and value, to recognize not only the value of the woman in and of herself, but also the good deeds and actions she does. It's, it's not her compiling of her honor, but her giving her honor away. And so doing, let's not forget our role as Christians to honor the Father. How quickly we forget, this is from a song that I've been listening to this week, how quickly we forget that God who lives in every day, how easy to lose sight that you reside in the mundane, how quickly we forget the power that's running through our veins, the kind of power that empties the grave. Oh, my soul, remember who you're talking to, the only one who death bows to. That's the God who walks with you. And oh, my soul, you know that if he did it then, he can do it all again. His power can still raise the dead. Don't tell me that he's finished yet. Let's we do not forget his voice. That's holding back the waves was once the voice that told the skies to pour them into place. Let us join the endless song of everlasting praise. The only God who empties the grave. And it continues on. What I'm saying in closing is that we serve a God who's all powerful. Rose from the dead, he empties the graves, he does the miracles through Jesus. The voice that bestows upon Jesus' own identity and glory, this is my son who I'm, I'm well pleased. The same Jesus who walked and taught, and he looked at the marginalized where they had no dignity and voice, and he says, blessed are. The same God who came in person and, and didn't conquer Rome, but conquered the grave, the same God who lives in you, and he deserves all honor all glory, and all worth. And we need to take moments and the time to do words of life, not just for our family, but for our God. We sing a song, we raise our head, we sing and we praise loud, and we find ourselves in almost euphoric, ecstatic moments of going, God, you're so good, and he deserves every one of those moments. But make no mistake, Christ's follower, 
And it's not just in the song, the sum of the heart, but it's in our bestowing of honor onto one another that gives God some of the greatest moments of worth and value when you live like him and love like him. Go honor someone today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. Please like and subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends and family about us too. If you are a first-time guest, please visit us online at riversideatlanta.church and on our social media platforms at ATL Riverside on both Instagram and Facebook. For our regular attenders, you may still send your tithe and offerings online via our website, riversideatlanta.church, where you can find our donate button on the homepage. Thank you so much for joining us today. Like and subscribe and have a blessed day.